disc too slow error. So let's hope mm. that we. Oh man. So we're not sunk. Can like you a speed scot. your disc up? Can you overclock <laughs> it? <laughs> There's there should be a crank, right? Yeah, it's like a you build it up. Well, this time I'll just watch for it because last time that happened, we did we, we drop out. We, well, we um, like we didn't know how much we had lost at the time. So at least this time, okay. if I see it pop up, I'll. Mm. But I'm a, I don't know what to do. Disc too slow. Do you guys? You guys? Is there anything these? else? Running? I've never seen that no. before. I, I mean, I've seen that once before. Remember, there was one time when we were recording, and we we realized after we had been recording for a little right. bit that we lost a chunk, and then we just started mm. up again. Mm. But I don't remember. Uh, but there's no other apps running. Their browser mm-hmm. tabs, nothing. No, the only thing that's running is this is computer this, is, is the... getting slowly, you know, sadder. <laughs> <laughs> the seven-year-old laptop is somehow not standing up to the demands of. of I ju- I literally had been googling and Facebook Marketplace, Craigslist, eBay. I need a new laptop, Dad. <clears throat> Mine's the t- the late eleven model, mm-hmm. and it's 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 chugging. It's fine. The battery doesn't hold a charge, mm. but it works. But it's like I need yeah. a new laptop Aaron badly. Too. Like Aaron, keep my Aaron keeps like you need to get because every time I come home, I'm like I can't unplug it from the wall because it dies instantly. <laughs> yeah. Oh. You no. know, and she's like, and I got like the cable draped across the couch. She's like, you gotta get that cable out of here. I'm like, well, I, need, I guess I need a laptop. <laughs> I can't use it unless it's plugged in. Right. So. Right. So, so at some point that, that becomes that. that becomes a real thing though. That's like it yeah. feels like a weird luxury. But when it becomes a thing, you go, okay, no, I'm depending yeah. on this computer for a lot of stuff. Yes. It's a tool, man. So technical issues, let's hope we don't have Probably any. Don't we hit it right now, the, the oh, disk right. is, is apparently not it's running too slow. It's we have no read-write errors. We uh-huh. are recording, and we're also sitting across the table from each other for the yeah. first time in a while. In the flesh. Hello, everybody. How's it going, Steve? It's going very well, John. Thanks, and... Steve. See, we're, this is like well-written dialogue. We're getting our names in with... Well done, John. ...a little more smoothly. Is anyone else? Oh, Ronald, you're here too. Hello. Our friend over there enjoying some sushi. That's yes. Ronald right there. Delicious. How's everybody doing? <laughs> it's kind of a special seafood edition. Is that edition. spice kicking in? I see that look at the ground a little bit. Like, don't inhale through your nose too heavily. Yeah. <laughs> That's really good. But Steve brought leftover sushi, and yeah. Ronald brought... Uh, leftover sushi sounds like Yeah, it's bad. not leftover. It's fresh. It's just from earlier this Yeah, I just <laughs> purchased it an yeah. hour and a half ago. <laughs> had some sushi in the back of the fridge. The rice is very. Stiff. It was in a cooler outside. Yeah. I left out there over the weekend, and right. I was like, I guess I should probably eat it. But Ronald also brought some uh, steamed mussels. So this is kind of like uh, smoked mussels. Oh, smoked mussels. So this is the seafood edition of Movie Schmoo. Yeah, there you go. And it's also just a sort of a catch up. It's been a while since we've been able to to chat in general about what's going on in the in the world of entertainment. And mm-hmm. a lot of movies have mm-hmm. come and gone. Some that we were looking forward to, and yeah. we didn't get a chance to talk about yet. So we'll, yeah. we'll try to find a. A little spot for all that stuff. And Ronald, I know life's been kind of kicking you in the ass lately. You haven't had a lot of time to watch movies. No. Steve and I are going to do what we can to include you as much as possible. Here's the good part. I'm ready to watch movies. Um, I'm probably going to go see a couple tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So Maybe after you talk to me and Steve tonight, you'll get an idea of how best to spend oh, your man. non-dollars this is the thing. through movie pass. This got very meta because I am listening as a fan. On the Whoa. podcast that we're recording. Yeah. Live. <laughs> As people are listening. So I'm taking in the You'll information just like the fans. You'll have already to see mm-hmm. something yeah. when they're deciding what just to see. get the fuck out of here. Wow. So Ronald. Steve, wow. get out of here. You're going to be giving us an instantaneous fan reaction to Movie Schmovie for the oh. first time ever. Yeah. yeah. Mm. That's So it's exciting. one of those things where, remember the guy, the I think it was the Hair Club for Men, where he wasn't, he didn't just own the company he was a customer was that the premise yes. so Ronald, you're not just a host of the podcast you're also a fan of it i am, I am. how are we doing these days i'm all right i mean the podcast 
We're all right. <laughs> you like, guys are great. Like, That's what I meant. Here's his, his, his the, the listener complaint. He's like, I'm all right. You guys, not so much. <laughs> here's the user complaint. The all right, listener user complaint. complaint. You guys need to put out more podcasts. No, really. That's more, literally more what somebody podcasts. said to me the other day. I'm like, we, well, we're trying to record them as frequently as possible. Yeah. You know, oh, fuck. Fuck what you're saying. Yeah. Start... Start doing some stuff. Well, we snapped your fingers at you too. <laughs> yeah, we missed last week, but I looked. I think we still had two episodes in June, and I do listen to some podcasts that are bi-weekly like that. Mm-hmm. And every now and then there'll be a month with like a fifth Friday mm-hmm. or Tuesday mm-hmm. in it, and they mm-hmm. will sometimes take a bye week So I feel like we just did. I use that sports term properly. A bye week. You did, man. Come on, John. I still don't know if it's a BYE week or a BU. I have no idea. Week or a BYE. Okay, like BYE. BYE. Yeah. Bye. I didn't know it was. Bye. Bye I thought bye. it was like you. You bought. No. no <laughs> I was thought it was too, but I thought it too. Like you're buying yourself mm-hmm. a week. Yeah. You're buying yourself a week. I could be entirely wrong. I, would I think that. you're right though. I think it is yeah. BYU. But that's it a great complaint. Sense. If we get the people want more, that's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, they want more sports in this podcast. Yes. Yeah. Really is what you're. Is what Shout your out to Tehran who made the the complaint. Yeah. I hadn't talked to him. You in know what? Months. It's not a complaint. It's okay. a suggestion. Suggestion. It's more of a request, actually. Yeah, yeah. I hadn't talked to him a couple of weeks. I say, hey, how you doing? He's like, hey, put out some goddamn episodes, please. <laughs> I've gotten that from a couple of people before where they're like, I'm about to go on a road trip or I'm about to have this long commute. I, I need this. Right, you know? right, right. So right, right. we're just trying to help you out. So what we're going to do is we're going to have this this catch-up, which we have to do. It's going to be a bit of an epic. We're going to break it into two parts. Yeah. So we'll have an episode this week and next week, which is kind of going to catch us up and get us back in your good graces. Right. Hopefully, Tehran. Is that the name? Yeah, Tehran. Hopefully, yeah. Tehran will be happy with that. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna give you two in a row. Hope you're doing well in North Carolina, sir. Yeah. What part of North Carolina? Uh Fayetteville. He's actually a soldier. Oh wow. Soldier. A a military man. He's been in he's been in there since eighteen, man. Wow. Jeez. A lifer. It's a lifer, man. And he can retire. Right. He's like, gonna retire at like thirty eight. Yeah. And be done with work. And not just be done, <laughs> but be set. You know? Yeah, he's good That's for life. So crazy to me. And he's gonna have people thanking him for his service and shit. Right. Yeah, just randomly. Way, thank you for your service. Yeah. <laughs> How you feel about the people that just say I'm not downplaying that. I just think that yeah. you know, like that's gotta be a nice like podcasters, we don't get thanked for our service. How you feel about the people that also <laughs> stop and salute them? Yeah. That's intense, man. Man. <laughs> Straighten your back. <laughs> I would intense. imagine that's got to be the most gratifying thing in the world, though, if you're a soldier and someone cool, does man. that. Like, you could think that'd be too much, or the people would be like, "Oh, I don't want this." But I've right. got to think that that would be, even though I don't, I have a hard time myself taking compliments or taking, you know, positivity from yeah. people. Sometimes I bet that you do sort of. You recognize that that comes from yeah. a real place when people want to say that. Yeah. Here's the thing: we should do the same thing for teachers. Oh yeah. I don't understand why that's not a thing. Teachers need to wear uniforms. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you I can't for your identify them. Yeah. And they straighten their backs up just the same way that they do for others. I need to know this is a five star yeah. biology teacher. Just carry apples right. in your pocket and just get apples out. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your service. Thank you so much. Th- like throw it at them. Chest hit. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, that's a good idea. Well, so as we work our way through tonight's movies that we're gonna talk about, and Ronald, you get some ideas, hopefully. Um, uh, I mentioned before you might be using the movie pass card probably and give that a workout yeah. and that kind of bears into one of our topics we wanted to get into which is that in the last couple of weeks there have been a lot of news stories about for instance amc kind of started this off by announcing that they have a yeah. service that sounds like a pretty good deal compared to 
MoviePass if you look at the few things that MoviePass does not get you. Yeah. And MoviePass has responded with some things that they might start rolling into the service. Which is really cool. And I've also been using MoviePass lately with their new thing where you have to take a picture of your stub. Oh, okay. And How's you get a scary going? message. If I had one time where I took a picture and I didn't notice that somehow it didn't take, but I put my phone back in my pocket. And... Um, and I used my my ticket stuff as I just absentmindedly to wad up some gum uh-huh. that I was chewing in, during the movie. And I then later, say I used it as a snack or something. Well, I do eat paper. <laughs> I, just eat my paper. <laughs> I do eat paper. You, you, in fact, I have an episode. Of, like, <laughs> I have an episode of weird yeah, addictions yeah, yeah. coming Putting up. Putting it towards his mouth. Um, like, you eat paper. No, I, I, not just paper tickets. I eat tickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll eat a parking ticket right <laughs> in front of a cop <laughs> sometimes. You know. Um, that's why privilege for you. I can do that. But uh, <laughs> I'm done with this. Fuck this <laughs> ticket. <laughs> Thanks for the snack. <laughs> I pay your salary. <laughs> oh, but, God. Um, but after the movie, sense. I got this scary message that was like, you didn't send in a picture. And then wow. I got an email that said, if you do this more than once, then they can they reserve the right to cancel yeah. your account. Yeah. Oh, wow. Or to freeze it or something. Okay, gotcha. yeah. I think you could probably send them an email that would say, yeah, yeah. here's why, and they would let you off. But still, I, <laughs> after the problem you had getting your credit card changed, yeah. I felt like the MoviePass system, maybe it's gotten better since then. But they do seem like... There are still a lot of little pieces within that company that seem to be getting worked out. So I guess, I don't know, let's just open yeah. it. Does anybody have a, a quick overview of what the AMC service offered? Do you remember what oh, some of the things it. were that made it special? I'm afraid to check anything on my computer because... Uh, so it's just like their Stubbs Plus, I think it's called, or something. Um, it's 20 bucks a month. Yeah. It's three movies a week. That's pretty good. Uh, so damn tw- good. you know, roughly twelve a month if you wanted to do that, including three D. Yeah, and yeah. That's, that's, IMAX. That's the catcher. It can be three on one day, and yeah. you can buy your tickets in advance, pick your seats in advance, book it ahead of time. Yeah, yep. Buy them together. Whatever you're doing, you can do that <clears throat> with that service. So, you know, it's definitely taking and acknowledging the s- measured success that MoviePass has had, and trying to compete with it, try to shut it down. AMC has been like the biggest opposition to MoviePass, really, mm-hmm. right? Since they rolled out roughly this time last year with the price drop, but um, right, they were the first theater that, or maybe the only big chain that sort of had yeah. certain that sort of said we're going to have some some locations that won't, won't accept take this, it. yeah. And MoviePass, it always was unclear to me whether that was MoviePass or AMC that was really taking the hard line on that. But now that you see that AMC yeah. may have been readying this this Stubbs Plus thing, maybe they knew all along. I mean, they... I think they're kind of sitting back and waiting when the waiting for the time to strike. To be mm-hmm. honest with you, I mean, because Cinemark rolled out a version of it, which is, uh, I mean, you know, I, I, I like those theaters in this area, but their plan is kind of like a joke compared yeah. to these. Yeah, it's pretty. Weird. Um, it's a it's a better deal. If you look at what they're like, it's eight ninety nine. It yeah. comes down to a ticket for eight ninety nine, which yeah. might be half the price of a ticket in some instances. But it just doesn't. It doesn't have the sort of I can see all the movies I want feeling that you get with Movie totally. Pass or the totally. You can see you can go like the the idea of seeing two or three in a day is appealing to me because sometimes I will have a, a Saturday or a right. Sunday where I can I'll just run. disappear yeah. and watch some. And movies. say if you want to watch all IMAX ones, yeah. Say you want to watch IMAX. I mean, that's pretty. That's a pretty amazing thing so did MoviePass just prove that there's a, a future in this kind of thing yes absolutely. and do the market research yes. for amc who already has even though the stubs program is nothing like MoviePass, amc has had years of some form of an incentive program they've had time to build up this infrastructure they've had time to build up memberships and cards and so i wonder if that's just amc was like let's do this because if you look at how you use a movie pass card three movies in a week it might be about as much as you would actually do unless right. you're just a person who lives next to a theater and has nothing yeah. but time. Right. And the cool part about, I mean, I guess the movie pass thing that is promising to me, I've never seen a company respond this quickly 
to competition. I've never, whatever, you know, I, you can say what you want about MoviePass, but their response to this is immediate almost. Like, I've ne- have you seen it before? I've never seen any company say, okay, you have a set. Well, what? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure, yeah. It's, you're right, it, it is. It, it has really been cool. very quick. I mean, yeah. it's kind of weird, though, because like John just mentioned, like they kind of did this research preemptively, and they're and they've taken a massive, like, hit financially to, to, to just to be sustainable right. you know in terms of their primary shareholders and like you know selling off bonds to, to finance the next you know two to three months of existing so it's like every every day you see articles coming out it's like is this the end of movie pass it's mm-hmm. like will it live or will it die i mean i don't know how long it's gonna last i mean i hope it continues because I, I i i have a membership i paid the annual membership so you know i guess if it went under i'd lose out but I guess what the most interesting thing to me is is to circle back to what you said is that they have proven that this is a model <clears throat> just like Netflix is a model that has kind of upended how we intake media in that in that format mm-hmm. whether it be Netflix on TV quote unquote um, initially um, but now you know these movies and chains and theaters and you know the whole experience of going to the cinema they've proven that it it's going to change and it and, and the fact that it's changed this month this much in a year that's a really quick timetable yes mm-hmm. you know the fact that cinemia movie pass cinemark amc now all have monthly paid subscription models yes. to see movies without ever paying full price for a ticket yeah that's a huge thing yeah. in a year that happened and movie pass existed for like 2 3 years prior to that price yeah. drop and they were barely a blip on the radar yeah you know, you have that entry point for that model, and now they've set it. It may not be sustainable at that price point, but it's probably very much different for AMC at nineteen ninety five a month when they own all the theaters and they own the infrastructure and they can give access to every showtime at every one of their theaters to people that subscribe to that program. Where AM, where Movie Pass, it's it's almost all theaters, it's almost all movies. You know, and now they're trying to adjust it, like Ronald said, where they've you know you can upcharge for certain things or. You can add on to this or add on to that. But that the only thing that worries me about it is that it's so on the fly. And that makes me a little nervous right. that like they're not sure exactly how to package what the subscription's gonna be. Because oh, it's gonna yeah. get real fucking confusing if you have a nine ninety five plan and you have to upcharge for the IMAX three D that happens to be on a Friday night, so they're gonna hit you with surge pricing. That you know you can't buy in advance because you know right. it is whatever. Boy, is that a surprise when you're looking at times on Thursday night now and it right. gives you weekend night prices. Yes, and it's like you go, oh, I didn't yeah. want to spend eighteen bucks on this. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> you know, it's weird, craziness. And it's cool that they're responding so quickly because I'm mm-hmm. sure they knew they have to ha- had to. Movie tickets are like Amazon prices now. You see what <laughs> yes. you would have paid if you didn't have Movie yeah. Pass or these other services. Recommended retail price for a movie. So ticket. apparently, people that are. A part of this A-list sort of deal, mm-hmm. um, each dollar spent with a membership translates to 100 AMC stub points. 5000 brings you a $5 credit. Right. So you, on top of that, are, can, earning, are points. earning points that you can buy tickets for other people. And or concessions with. Yeah. Don't they give you swag, too, sometimes? Don't they? Yeah. You're sometimes they, do you, they you're, have, you have certain yeah. promotional I, I things. I have the stubs membership as it is. Like, I don't have this new thing. I have the thing where I pay like 12 or $15 a uh-huh. year. Yeah. So, you know, it gets you discounts on concessions. It gets you like free upgrades on like... From a small to a medium, or a medium to a large. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's 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 going to be. I'm really interested. I mean, like I'm like I said, I have the annual membership through I think 
you know, the, the end of the fall, I think, is when it actually processed because of all the crap they had. They, they couldn't yeah. get it going. But, I mean, I would be open to the, the AMC policy, the AMC one in the future if, if to see what MoviePass ends up doing. Because in that scenario, not that I'm the guy that wants to go on opening night every time because I would prefer to be in an empty theater, to be honest. Yeah. But, like... That scenario would kill me. I love that we now want an empty theater with a recliner (laughs) and a little tray. The AMC Owings Mills got their renovation and their recliners have heated seats. All right, so give me that too. That's amazing. But, you know, it's just that scenario that makes me nervous. It's just (laughs) like, hey, you know, Aaron, let's go see the new whatever movie Friday night. Well, let's go there and check in. Oh shit! There's no, there's not two seats together. Mm-hmm. Oh, in this one there is. We got an upcharge for the 3D that we don't even want to see, yeah. and it's Friday night. It's just yeah, it's a lot. Of I work. don't want that on my mind. Right. And that's how AMC needs to market it because that peace of mind is worth ten dollars a month to me. Well, I mean, yeah. I haven't yeah. run into the problem of of MoviePass not getting me into IMAX showings and stuff because the times when I go to see a movie and I'm looking for the IMAX screening, right. our tickets for Ant Man and the Wasp have were purchased a few days ago. Not Sol- through MoviePass. Right. Yeah. Solo, I bought those tickets a week or so in advance. But as MoviePass adds these other features that it sounds like you might be able to that, add a second that's person what I mean. that's or have what some I mean. sort of a discounted second thing based on how MoviePass has handled these things, yeah. I worry that there's going to be this moment of stress and fear yeah, until you're standing saying. inside and everyone's ticket's been torn yes. that somehow this wasn't legit or somehow we got charged too much. But thus far, all that has worked smoothly. Like I've been impressed almost every time uh, yeah. that I get up there that like, if I have a problem with the app or I've had a problem with the kiosk, there's it ends up being fine. Yeah. Yeah. But but Michael I have would. I've never know. me and Aaron, we've never had a problem when we've gone to see a movie. Neither. Yeah. But I can see a situation where, you know, it can be problematic when there are so many options and variables happening. Right. right. Like the add on a person or peak pricing or three D IMAX upcharging. Like, you know, that just be that that mm-hmm. like takes like the whole experience to a different like yeah. level where you're not just experienced going to the movies and sitting down and getting popcorn and like having one of my favorite things to ever do in life is go to a movie right. theater and yeah. like that kind of stress would not be worth it to me. The good part is since it's since it's a $10 tier and you probably won't be going to that many premieres necessarily right, right. but you'll probably be doing more weekend stuff. I mean, it's, 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 it's you know it's just it's just, yeah, it's just like for my situation I, yeah. I foresee it being like I like I just want to really see like I guess what I'm ultimately saying is I feel like movie pass as quickly as they're responding and they feel so dynamic about this stuff. Yeah. I don't know that they genuinely know what they want the model to be. No. Because now they have to see what everybody else's what cards they're holding. Mm-hmm. And I it, think and what's it's weird. Cool about I mean bad but good is <clears throat> I mean this is this is the ultimate beta test. We oh, we sure. are beta testers. For sure. And this is the first time that I've ever bought into an idea where something's kind of organically changing your input is directly affecting the way that they put out the business that is not i mean if they if they abide by that idea and they make the communication clear it could be netflix for this situation i mean like you get go once it hits a level of ease of use Mm -hmm. It's going to sell itself, but it's not there yet. It's obviously not there. I think the biggest competition they have is AMC right now. Yeah, the Cinemark, the Cinemia, like there's other things that exist that like are there, Mm. but the AMC one because it's AMC and they have the most theaters and they have recently, especially this whole effort nationally to do the renovations in all the theaters and especially here in our market in Baltimore, they've like done all the theaters over and they're they're super nice now. Right. Uh, 
um, like the situation you're talking about, like where I normally buy the Ant Man ticket beforehand, mm-hmm. like with their plan, you could have done it and yeah. it would have been a part of your monthly. Price. Right, right. Yeah. So it's like that mentality is what they're trying to bank on, and you know their branding, their marketing, like what they're gonna do with it. It should be interesting. So In fact, if I love attacking movie pass, it's like, don't worry about movie pass yeah, right yeah, now. Like yeah. this is why this is so valuable. You know, if you come and live near AMC cinemas, especially, yeah, like it's it's, it's somebody, so, so. it's a no brainer. But of course, for the person who doesn't live near an AMC, yeah. it's a non issue. Absolutely, yeah. I, I agree with everything you just said about that. Uh, Guys, except Ronald, I take issue with the whole idea. If you're calling me a beta tester, are you saying I'm some kind of fucking cuck? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a cuck, man. We're we're okay. we're, we're right. movie pass okay. cucks. <laughs> we're movie pass cucks. You know, we are cucks, guys. <laughs> but you know, uh, <laughs> but because by definition, right now, a cuck is anyone who isn't boycotting Star Wars because of its uh, social justice agenda that it's trying to cram down our throats, um, which uh, is my version of a segue into our next Segway. topic which is toxic fandom which has mm, become such a yeah. thing it's pretty bad in the world out there right now i don't know if you've been following the story ronald of no, the, no, no. the guys on twitter or the person on twitter who posted the it's like a plea to disney the, to the hear remake. him out for his pitch oh his, the, the, the cut the, of the, the they want to do a a a fans like crowdsourced script and shoot a remake of the last jedi oh, yeah. because they say that the last jedi didn't respect true fans of the franchise and they're actually saying to Disney, um, but anyone listening, you should see Ronald's face. It's it's actually drooping. It's melting off of his skull. But um, the, the you know it's the level of entitlement that that is it's hilarious and scary. But it's part of this wave we've seen recently. With I mean we see it a lot. We see it a lot in relation to DC movies. It seems like mm-hmm. where there's like a war between the the fans and then the sort of mainstream perception of yeah. this thing. Snyder cut. Yeah, release the Snyder Cut. Release it now. One day on our Facebook page, I posted a picture of the the, the protest. The, remember the Snyder Cut yeah, protest? Yeah, There's yeah. like nine people holding a banner that says release the Snyder Cut. I posted that on our Facebook page one day with a comment that said something like, look at these losers or something. But every now and then, Facebook suggests, yes. like, you can boost this ad. Here's an ad <laughs> that people will see, and it just says, movie schmovie, and it's just, an, it's just the banner of people saying release the Snyder <laughs> So I was like, okay, no. But yeah, so this idea of fans, the ownership that they have over these things, it really seems like it's reached its apex with Star Wars. And it comes yeah. at a time where Solo underperformed at the box office for a Star Wars film. And it has everyone realizing that this franchise is more vulnerable than they thought. Like, they always seemed to think Star Wars was just a license to print money. And there's a lot of scuttlebutt about really what was going on there. I think we talked about whether uh, saturation, whether it's too soon after a Star Wars movie to put out a Star Wars movie. Mm -hmm. Only five months. Yeah. Even though Marvel and DC are trying something a little bit like that. So I don't know. What do you guys think about that fan reaction? And do you think it really has a bearing on the the fate of a movie like Solo? Do you really think that what was missing from Solo's box office was the the buy-in of this monumental fan base that was going to go see it again and again? Or do you think that is a blip and these guys are entitled if they think their little boycott has done anything to affect this this giant uh, money-making machine? Um. I don't know. I feel like they probably inform one another, but I kind of feel like the whole boycott Last Jedi thing is 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 its own thing. And I think that the yeah or remake Last Jedi yeah, yeah. the uh, stupidest thing the underperforming of Solo is like uh, another thing. Yeah, you know, which I think is more in line with the saturation and it's it's interesting though to me. My take on it is that the the Star Wars movies I don't feel like are as broad as what Marvel has been able to do. You're right. You know, I feel like because it is such a, it is like 
the sci-fi franchise, you know, that, that there is, even though Tom Cruise made sci-fi only five years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Just invented it. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm looking at you with like, I yeah. Know. He's dead serious. Cruise. Um, <laughs> he just cold invented it. Tom you know? Cruise. <laughs> That's it. Um, <laughs> done and done. But, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I just I just feel like even though it is like the benchmark for sci-fi and franchises and you know IP that exists now and will forever probably, um, I think that Marvel and I mean I guess DC to a certain extent and what they are planning on doing, you know I think it's succeeding a little more specifically with Marvel, which literally seems like bulletproof. Mm-hmm. Um, is because I feel like those movies kind of uh, reach a different and broader audience than Star Wars does, even though Star Wars are monumental films. And their drive of the box office is so reliant on their hardcore fans, the casual fan, but also repeat viewing and mm-hmm. all this like ownership that you're talking about with The Last Jedi and you know that backlash and the want to remake it. So I don't know. I feel like Solo underperforming is a little bit more of a casualty from the realization that these movies just can't come out every five or six months. And most importantly, among all those other movies coming out every five, six months, whatever it yes. is. You know, when Solo comes out, you know, two, three weeks after Infinity War and Deadpool 2, and then Solo, and then a week after that, Jurassic World, or whatever, it's like, of those, like, in in today's world, like, almost the short bets are the other three movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like... No, I think you're right. Which I think is Star crazy, Wars, Star Wars is nerdy. Star no. Wars is nerdy. Yeah, it's, yeah. It is. And nerdy. I think that. I, and I, it's because of the voices, John. Well, but it's also just the sci fi, the robots, the creatures. The, yeah, it's everything. because people are like talking about. But I mean, I think it's what yeah. we love about it, if we love it, which is that oh, it's, yeah. it's old fashioned and it's, it does, it's not ashamed of its yeah. kind of nerdiness. But I think it's interesting that, like, I remember when Solo was getting mediocre reviews. And I saw people saying, no, oh, this is strange. Because they're used to these Marvel movies that all get these high Rotten Tomato yeah. scores, yeah, you know. Yeah, no. And again, we know those scores are fallacious, but even the Metacritic scores are, are generally above average for Marvel they're, movies. I mean, they're all, yeah, they're high. And yeah. that's, and I've, when Solo was getting these kind of C-70s into, maybe into the 80s, depending on where you were, like in that initial week of all the reviews yeah. showing up. Yeah. Um, and people were, were saying, oh my God, this movie is not getting these great reviews. And I wanted to say, when I grew up, like when I grew up as a Star Wars fan, it wasn't something to be proud of. It wasn't something where you could go into whatever the equivalent of Hot Topic was and find the shirts. And it wasn't like... You know what I mean? It wasn't totally. this. It was a. It was a bit of a thing to say, kind of to whisper, to say, "Well, I'm kind of. I kind of. I like Star Wars." If you were a grown up, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I think now we're in this era where these tentpole movies, these fun popcorn movies, are also expected to be four quadrant hits and expected yeah. to be good movies. It's kind totally. of a new thing that people want this shit to be good. We've talked a lot about how Marvel oh, kind of yeah. turned around the perception, in a lot of ways, of what the superhero movie would be. That now people expect goodness yeah but i think that yeah. idea of a mainstream audience being much more ready to go in and see the latest captain america the latest whatever it feels more grounded yeah. it, even guardians of the galaxy feels more grounded i'm sure to that audience than say star wars yeah. does because yes. it comments on itself and and i don't want star wars to wink at the audience and comment on itself and hang a lampshade on how weird this all is but i think guardians kind of snuck in there and got that slot so now marvel has something it can do it's funny that it's all under disney's banner yeah but so I do think you're right, Steve, that Star Wars has to maybe adjust the budgets, adjust the expectations, maybe do allow a, a, a little bit more of surprising filmmaking ideas and styles into this. Because Solo was, by all accounts, everyone I've talked to pretty much liked or loved it. It's a fun movie. 
it's kind of weird that this is the movie that that showed us the vulnerability of this franchise because it's by no means the weakest Star At Wars all. movie that's ever come At out. All. And in fact, it felt positioned to really set off these new actors in these roles and a whole new pocket of the world that I don't think we'll get to see now. Or at least we won't see it maybe the way they were intending to do it. Right. Um, have you guys witnessed at all Ron Howard on Twitter and what a gentleman he is? He's amazing. Like, people will post shitty things and tag him about it. Uh-huh. I wouldn't go see Solo after the garbage that was The Last Jedi, da-da-da. And he'll say, I hope you give us a chance. Yeah. Or someone will say, I hated Solo. And he'll say, thanks for seeing it on the big screen. You know? And, and recently, talking about the fan entitlement, I recently saw someone that tweeted him something to the effect of, like, they were apologizing to him. Like, I'm sorry that I have boycotted Solo because of The Last Jedi, and I'm sorry that your movie is the one that bore the brunt of our statement against Disney's treatment of the fans, you know? Mm-hmm. And he wrote back like, oh, I, th- I think you would enjoy it if you caught it in theaters. It's still out, you know? Yeah. And I was just like, man, this guy... And, and even Ryan Johnson has done a good job of staying upbeat despite all the shit he gets. He right. gets shit. Yeah. I mean, he gets he can't post anything without people saying, you ruined Star Wars, you idiot. And then <laughs> Kelly Marie Tran, who played Rose in The Last Jedi, was run off of Instagram. So, right. I mean, clearly these fans... And uh, did you see what Christopher McQuarrie said? He just basically said, "I used to, I used to Star fantasize Wars. about yeah. making a Star Wars movie one day, but not anymore." After Ryan Johnson tagged him in something, and Christopher McQuarrie said, "In the five minutes between I got untagged in that thread and when I got tagged, I saw what Ryan Johnson tastes all day." Right. And I wonder why he has not quit social media. You know, he said he gained like sixty five hundred followers uh, on Twitter after he tagged him in that. It was mm-hmm. like a, it was a, it was like. Nice yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Ryan Johnson was really like, if you follow filmmakers and like you want good advice, follow you know. The yeah, he said filmmakers like yeah, to give advice on yeah. Twitter, but you really should be listening to people like Christopher like McQuarrie. And yeah. like he was like, you know, this this just watching what he's done and watching what he's endured, like it's really kind of Strange like thing. taking the the sail out of you know right. the wind out of my sail is to want to ever do a Star Wars movie. Yeah. I mean, which fucking sucks. It does suck, yeah. man. A because I think Christopher McQuarrie could probably do a pretty good Absolutely. Star Wars movie. Oh, However, yes. I also wonder if just if he's also sort of saying maybe he's aware too. People are ready to see something other than a white guy at the head of a Star Wars movie. So maybe in addition to sure. Ryan Johnson and Benioff and Weiss and John Favreau, maybe Christopher McQuarrie recognizes, you know, that panel is starting to look <laughs> like nothing's changed. Yeah. Right. Um, but again. It's not about a quota. It's about storytellers, and Christopher McQuarrie is a is a really good storyteller, and I'm really looking forward to Fallout. So, oh, well, I, I was just gonna say uh, related to all of this. I mean, it's 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 a it's simpler to me. Uh, Marvel has men in tights, muscular men in tights, fighting each other. Mm-hmm. It is wrestling to people. Like it's it's like what wrestling is to people. That's what the Marvel movies are to people. It's the drama. It's the it's literally the same. Like thing. who's friends with who? Who's friends with who? Who turned on who's, who? Who's the heel? Who's yeah. dating who? Yeah. Who's the heel, brother? And people switch up all the time. That's that's wrestling, and Star Wars is essentially what Game of Thrones is to people. It, it's these complex relationships and faraway worlds, and people coming to other people to conquer places, yeah. and that stuff to some people is very hard mm-hmm. to digest. Yeah. And and I don't know why that is. I don't know. And again, I, like I said, the voices. Mm-hmm. If you listen to the voices in the Marvel movies, that hey, blah, 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 I'm gonna beat your ass. Blah, blah, blah. And Star Wars That's has a good these Marvel like, movie. <laughs> Star Wars has these like. That's the one I. <laughs> that was Scarlett Johansson. Did you get that? Wow. <laughs> it's something about. It's always some, been great with impressions. Yeah. <laughs> it's something about that. It's 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 masculine energy to people you know what i mean it's like i'm not saying that star wars isn't masculine i'm not saying it but that's it's on a cursory look to be the victim of a 
Star Wars backlash. I know. On a cursory, on a cursory. I wonder if within our, you know, dozens of listeners, we have, if if we have any entitled angry fanboys that are just mad at us for not hating on The Last Jedi or hating on Solo or hating on whatever Star Wars. Oh, he's these three cucks talking (laughs) about I just don't understand what the, what the whole idea is with like being into stuff that you don't like <laughs> I, or not liking the stuff that you're into. I this, mean, you know, the, the line that I always hear is that nobody hates Star Wars like a Star Wars fan. Yeah. yeah. And that's so true. It's yeah. so true in that. And it's funny that we're talking about these, these um, like Marvel, and I would say Fast and the Furious, mm-hmm. and actually a movie we're going to talk about in a minute, Jurassic World uh, Fallen Kingdom, the <laughs> Jurassic right. Park sorry, series. But it's but it, the box office of Jurassic Park is relatively nerd-proof. It's kind of fan-proof. It's like people want to see dinosaurs. They want to see chases. They want Little yes. kids like to see dinosaurs. It's the broader audience that Marvel has. People yeah. want to see people in cool outfits fight in the yes. Marvel movies. People, people want to go see monsters. a James Bond movie. People yes. want to see cars uh, jumping over jets or whatever's going to happen yeah. in the next <laughs> um fast and the furious movie those movies don't have that weird barrier of entry buy-in where you feel like you are aligning yourself with these people who show up in costume and i'm not knocking nerd culture in that sense or people who buy into it in that way but i think you can see the fact that toxic fandom is not just a, a little buzzword i mean it's a legit topic oh, you'll hear it evoked a lot now yeah um i don't again i think you can overestimate it i don't think these fans have the power to change the fate of a franchise like star wars but i do think this notion of what are you in it for like why do you hate movies do you not want to go see a movie and meet it on its own terms enjoy it for what it is rather than having this intense like if you if you ever follow one of these these threads on twitter ronald which i don't recommend it but if you do there's no irony. There's no. Yeah, there's no just, humor. There's no sense right. of how ridiculous they sound when these people talk about. No, I believe that if I've grown up loving this thing, that I should have a say. And if you didn't make me happy, you're doing something wrong. And it's right. just like, well, maybe, maybe it sounds like you don't like this new era of Star Wars too much. There's lots of reasons, filmically, story-wise, whatever, to say I have an issue with this or that. Mm-hmm. But to have this reaction against it and the whole idea that it's got a social agenda, I would hate if this person actually encountered something that had an agenda to it. Yeah. Star Wars is trying to get everybody under they the tent, you know? I think what he's confusing, he or she is confusing with a social agenda or whatever, is just society changing. Yeah. It's just... It's if, not 1970 whatever right. anymore. If you aren't yeah. on board with minorities being in Star Wars, yeah. you need to dig yourself a grave. Yeah. Hop in there, bitch. It's just very strange yeah. that what 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 are we well, talking well, about? The difference between the audiences too, like this nerd culture like John is mentioning is that like the the mo- the franchises like Fast and Furious, Jurassic, the Marvel stuff, like people are along for the ride to see what the story is, not Absolutely. what they want the story to be. Yeah, yeah and like the Star Wars stuff is becoming that. It is, and they've like you know the fact that they're they they like have such entitlement and ownership over these properties that they think they can say. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're pitching remaking this movie. The true fan, yeah, the true fan. That's like, when you hear people evoking that. Just, the true just, fans don't don't like these movies. I don't even know it's what just, that it's even the, means. It's too, it's extreme. It's, it's just. It's, you think it's a vocal it's so, minority, so, though? You think it's, it's a vocal minority on Twitter, for instance, or do you think that's a huge chunk of people that like Star Wars? No, I, I, I don't, I don't know for sure. I mean, obviously, I think it's probably. Steve, more, you will answer this question I definitively. I think, I, I honestly think it's more of like a social media minority okay. I, like extreme though mm. or that what social media does is kind of amplify amplifies it, it does. absolutely yeah because i mean even people that i know that saw last year maybe they didn't love it maybe they didn't like it at all you know they still saw solo yeah, yeah. most people i know did they're you not know. crusading against exactly it. there there's not like a, it's it's just like a 
oh, well, my least favorite Marvel movie is X. But right. I still see every fucking Marvel movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, I feel like most people are like, yeah, I didn't love Last Jedi. Like, oh, I love The Force Awakens. Uh, Rogue One was, you know, it's like, they're they're having conversations about the fact that they still are seeing the movies. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You cannot like that movie. It doesn't mean you don't want to see the next one. Yeah. You know, that's why I feel like the conversation, while they cross, the whole Last Jedi extreme yeah. stuff is a little more in a vacuum in my mind than like, then Lucasfilm like re gearing and retooling what they're doing for all this other Star Wars stuff. Yeah. I don't think it's because of the Last Jedi thing. <sighs> mm-hmm. Personally, I think it's more of like a re- realization that like you know these aren't as uh, bulletproof as we thought they were in yeah. terms of box office. Which I think is kind of a cool lesson. It's especially, especially now. Very true. Before they've like, I mean, this we're in the early stages of this. They don't have another movie for a year and a half. Yeah, they have right. plenty, of time, to, plenty of time to hit the ground Make running with episode work. nine and yeah. have it look as graceful and as yeah. effortless as anything. And they don't, they won't have to scramble. Yeah. They're not DC where every day you see a headline that right. makes it sound like what's They're going on. Announcing a new thing. Yeah. yeah. Th- this story is rebooting this character, but it happens in the existing continuity, and it, yeah. we're going to recast. And you just go, okay, DC, what are you doing? No, I think the combination of of the Last Jedi stuff that you're referring yeah. to, and then Han Solo, and then the complaints, I think that collectively has become a thing that's helped them retool. Because there's there's nothing worse than them being like... Because before, the first one, they're like, this the first one did fucking incredibly. Destroyed. Yeah. 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 And then they're like, okay, so they're complaining online. The, the numbers don't lie. Yeah. Now they're like, uh, they're not quite the same. So I hope that within the studio, they recognize that the sort of risk they took by telling a smaller story, by telling a different story, by getting away from Skywalkers and Jedi and prophecies and good versus evil, that those things actually worked. It's all the stuff we're talking about surrounding that. I just think that uh, this is one of those movies that's going to, it needs some time to breathe. I think video on demand, I think eventually, I mean, if Disney doesn't snatch that shit, Mm -hmm. once it comes to Netflix, I think, I'm telling you, video on demand. (laughs) Disney's going to snatch that shit from Netflix. Yeah. I think, but video on demand is when that thing is going to breathe, man. How crazy is it that you're defending the need for Solo to catch on on video on demand. That's nuts. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. You're, you're, it's, I'm, it's, I don't disagree with you. We're in an alternate world, man. I don't world, disagree man. with you, man. Yeah, it's this a is crazy... Like, and some people would say this is the dark timeline. Yeah. It's strange, you know, like man. It's weird that who, that's what it is. Who would ever think that we would have it? In, it's I it's thought, wild. What, I watched Solo and thought it was... I'm like, what the fuck are people talking yeah, about? Right. I'm, look, and, I, and It's I'm, not the mind-blowing movie that yeah. maybe people want I don't think it was supposed should, to be. I, I personally I, don't I, think it was supposed I to be like... Yeah. I think it was supposed to be within reason. It was it like was a throwback. It was supposed to be yeah. like a swashbuckling thing that reminded you of the fun. Yeah. I thought for what it did, I thought it fucking succeeded. Yeah. I don't know what... Yeah, we all liked it. We what were they watching? What, what, yeah. I don't know. It, it's uh, a weird thing, man. We're in. I think. I think one of the big things too that really got, gets me about Solo, and and I'll defend it because I, I I enjoyed it, but even beyond the quality of the movie, I think a really jarring statistic is how well it and even even Last Jedi, like performed overseas. Yeah. Because that's something that a lot of articles points out. Because like a lot of these movies, like the franchise that we keep bringing up, that aren't really being affected negatively. Um, you know, it's almost like a half and half factor of total box office domestic versus overseas. Yeah. And like the Star Wars movies, for whatever reason, they don't do that great internationally. Mm-hmm. Force Awakens did, but you know, The Last Jedi was dro- dropped significantly from Force Awakens. 
this dropped significantly from Rogue One. Mm. Oh, global. Solo will not make half a billion dollars. Right. right. Like, It's strange, man. And, and, the, and the number missing is not just here. It's, yeah. it's the worldwide stuff. Something else that we've kind of sidestepped here as far as why these fans are so mad is that when uh, Disney bought it, they pushed away all this... They basically said all this, all these books and everything that had been coming right. out that people loved weren't canon. Yeah. So I think that's where a lot of that anger comes from, from the fans who loved that stuff and right. want these movies to follow that. But can you imagine how lifeless these movies would be if they were following books that were written a couple decades Get ago and having to yeah. having to line up with all that? That's I totally crazy. understand why they swept it clean, but I think that is the thing. That's where that obsessive, oh, yeah. perverse Definitely. ownership comes from, is I loved this character, and I read all these books, and I read all these comics, and I wrote fan fiction, and I dressed up. And they just said no, doesn't yeah. exist. Would be cool if is if they, and I'm not defending that. I'm just saying yeah, I think yeah. that's where that anger comes from. If if maybe the TV stuff served those people, mm-hmm. that'd be really cool. I mean, even if it was like out, say if it was like outside of whatever the main story is, yeah. mm-hmm. if they still did served those people, that population of people, maybe they had some animated series that mm-hmm. served it. Maybe they had some some more books that added onto that stuff. I think that has to be some sort of situation where they meet in the middle Mm -hmm. even if they don't do it in movie form i think they're gonna have to serve those people or they will try to burn that shit down through through sabotage like dc does it through sabotage their cw shows and all that stuff where they have like service but people love those shows people that don't like the movies like the flash tv show or like what they're doing with uh green arrow or whatever Um, i'm super excited about dc online we didn't talk about that but yeah i want to know more about that oh man looks so damn good cool but I also think that one of the things that makes Star Wars special is that it hasn't rebooted or updated. I mean, I know it cast away all that canon, but the yeah, movies yeah. are still dealing with the same version of these characters. I think that's cool as well. And I man. think that that is something that I could see why Marvel or um, Lucasfilm right now is questioning how can we have all these different things and keep it all together. Yeah. I, I, I would hate to see Star Wars lose that sense that it is like a monomyth, you know, that it's that it all holds together. But I do think maybe what you're talking about, they already do it with some of these animated shows yeah. that, that are part of the story, but they don't feel like they're the same tone. Right. So maybe there's room for them to diversify in the future. And I really do think, and Ronald, you were talking about this, they spent way too much on Solo. When we were texting they back did. and forth. They did. I wasn't trying to be that a budget, jerk about it. No, that budget sounds insane. But when yeah. we realized it was supposed to cost maybe 60% of what yeah. it did before they did reshoots and right. essentially reshot the movie, that, I think, is another factor that we're talking about as to why this movie yeah. underperformed for what it was. Yeah. If it were making the same money it's making now, but it cost almost half as much, they could spin it as this was a scrappier Star Wars movie. Yeah. You can't spin a $250 million movie as a yeah. scrappy No, yeah. you can't. This is impossible. And yeah. the fact that everything's so... That, that's another thing, too. Everything's so transparent parent now so like the fact that people know the budget now you would never know the budget right. i didn't know the budget of jurassic park no but i know li- um, the original yeah i know the budget of jurassic world i know the cinematographer i know you know you know these things you find out these things and it informs how you look at the movie it's a it's a good lesson that, that good like lesson. somehow that they're learning that they can't just put the name star wars on something and and break box office records i mean i don't want them to fail i, I hate want it was them to this win. movie that that, that i hate the lesson but you know i hate it i hate that it was this movie too but kind of is what it is i guess so speaking of franchises that are perhaps perhaps, perhaps nerd proof in this way and that they don't have this abiding uh uh fandom that's going to complain and scream and cry foul when the new mm-hmm. one comes out and it doesn't fit their 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 dream movie. We all saw Jurassic Park or Jurassic World 
Fallen Kingdom. <laughs> okay. The second movie in the Jurassic World trilogy, I suppose. Mm. There's a third yeah. one planned, and I think Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, it does it definitely tees up what the next movie would be. Too fast, too Jurassic is what I call it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really really literally the, a breakout a breakout movie for whatever this is becoming. Yeah. It's morphing into something that that's very different. Yes. Than what we've come to know and to be the Jurassic Park. And it's shocking that they're on the fifth movie and they are just now getting around to this plot development. I mean, I think it's all over the posters for this film, so we can at least say that right. this movie attempts to get away from the island. It attempts to get away from the, the template of scientists on an island running around chasing dinosaurs and being chased by dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. But what did you guys think of Jurassic World as far as, as a movie and as how it fits in with the Jurassic World, Jurassic Park franchise? I really liked the first Jurassic World. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't perfection by any means, but it really did kind of set a tone for what I was expecting in, you know, whatever this, the, the newer one was. Mm-hmm. The newer one didn't really strike me as a movie that I thought was really coherent. It wasn't coherent. It didn't feel like it had any bones. Like, I couldn't tell. It felt like there was a commentary about cloning and DNA and research and, you know, taking on this <laughs> God a complex. It's to call anything in this movie a commentary. But yeah. I, I know what you mean. It's, like, yeah. sketched in. Like, it's like, don't, don't, don't clone these guys. Don't clone dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. That's the lesson. <laughs> <laughs> but there's something too. It, it, I felt a better movie would have had this kind of through line done well. Mm-hmm. It felt messy. The dinosaurs almost were human, mm-hmm. and and I don't know what that was. It, 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 I thought that would have been cool for me. Like they're, they're, like they were the hero and villains. Yes. Yeah. Um. There was definitely a scene where a dinosaur smelled something. You're so funny with this. Said, "Oh, oh shit!" It started running. And, and jumped, not facing the explosion, yeah. jumped right in time to be propelled forward into this 3D, like, I've never seen a, a dinosaur say, oh, shit, in a movie, but I, like, I think I, I saw one say, oh, shit. I think it's funny that what you're saying, I thought the same thing. The dinosaur <laughs> seemed to turn and read yeah. the thing that said explosive gas, and, well, oh. and, and it's like it actually made a noise, like, oh, or something. I mean, it didn't, oh, but I, there's something in there that made me go, like, that dinosaur... It, but I think that they wanted us to to read it, and yeah. they wanted to imply that the Velociraptor was smelling it. Yes. But it looked like the Velociraptor read it, it and turned to look almost at the audience like, I'm getting out of here. Yeah. Well, <laughs> why, would, why would a dinosaur know that gas would be a thing that would be a danger? Oh, man. This is the second smartest animal you, on Earth. Didn't why would you? you apply logic? Yeah. <laughs> smart, smart is a very yeah. catch-all. It's like... <laughs> yes. <laughs> he can also... Put his hand on a knob and turn it mm-hmm. to the degree that it needs to go and gently push it open. It's a clever girl. A what clever girl. the... F- well, I mean, Steve, you haven't said much. I know that the Jurassic Park <laughs> franchise, I think, might mean more to you. I know as as maybe our biggest Spielberg fan yeah, on the podcast. Sure. What have you thought of the way this has gone since they brought it back? And what do you think of... Whether Colin Trevorrow directed this or not, this still is definitely his trilogy because he wrote this script and isn't he directing the next one yes so we they got star wars away from colin trevorrow but they they can't get the jurassic franchise maybe he ended up with the right one i don't know what do you think of (laughs) what do you think of his take on this now that we've seen two of three chunks of story are are you into this i think i'm into it i mean i think they're silly i think it kind of gets it's getting kind of silly like it's kind of going that fast and the furious like bigger sillier more entertaining i guess is what they're saying 
But um, <laughs> I don't know. Like you know, I I wasn't a huge fan of this film, but I I'm definitely still interested in the franchise. I mean, I do have a spot for Jurassic Park as one of my all-time favorite movies, and I love Spielberg. And you know, I. I guess I guess what happened in Jurassic World is like you know trying to recapture what happened in Jurassic Park, much like The Force Awakens mm. recaptures the New Hope, you know, whole yeah. vibe. Um, yeah, yeah, very it, much. It, so. it just didn't work for me as well as I as the Star Wars did, yeah, yeah. Force Awakens did. But I get what they're going for, and mm. I get like the appeal, and you know, and I think it worked on a lot of levels as successful as that movie was, and um, you know, bringing about this trilogy. I guess the thing that got me the most about this one, and I and I, I don't want to be guilty because I'm not going to be this fan that has this ownership. Mm-hmm. It was simply my expectation of the filmmaker attached to make yes. this film. I love Jay Bayona, and um, I don't know. I knowing that he was initially offered Jurassic World to begin with and couldn't do the first one, mm-hmm. um, and then came back around to do the second one because of scheduling and stuff like that. It was really cool to see that announcement, and which. I don't know. I, I just I guess I just thought it was gonna maybe take it a little different of a of a direction, mm-hmm. even off of where Jurassic World left off. Right. Um. Because there were some things in Jurassic World. I did like Jurassic World. I mean, like I, I thought it was really entertaining and really fun, and you know, like Jurassic Park light to me. You know, like mm-hmm. in most in most categories that I'd rate a film. Um, it's like they replaced real characters with action figures yeah, that's in it. these movies. That's and it. it's funny yeah. that what we're saying, that's we it. were kind of hinting at it earlier, that the Velociraptor is arguably a more interesting character than the human character. Yeah. Yeah. You know? What's Chris Pratt's character's name? I don't know. I happen to know it as Owen Grady. You looked it up, didn't you? Uh, you know what? I know it more from the Lego sets. Okay, okay. Than the, they're, <laughs> than they're, the character. There's like, a, there's like a thing on uh, t- uh, on Twitter like uh, <laughs> that weekend it came out. It was like, this, like if you can name the two <laughs> human leads... Characters' names. Yeah. In the, oh my god. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard and Chris Pratt's characters' name. We just and named like, him. No, in the movie. <laughs> In when I'm movie, watching the movie, I think, oh gosh, like, Chris Pratt's Chris character, right, right. And Bryce Dallas Howard's because character. That's who they are. Like they're playing themselves. <laughs> yes. Really. But it was just funny because I mean, they they just they're just not memorable. You know, the and they don't say that the characters aren't memorable to me. And I mean, they're selling them as this great chemistry. Right. And, you know, they're they're fine. They have a couple yeah. of nice moments they have a couple together. Of moments. I like them I both. Know, as you know what though? It's it's, it's like a ten year old boy's idea though of a cool guy. Yes. That's what Owen Grady is. Right. Like, yeah. That, like that's what that character is. He's like lacking in. I mean, he's even like sketched in. They just have him. Oh, let's what 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 would a cool guy be doing? Oh, he's building a house. Building a house, you yeah. know. Obviously, <laughs> and right? he's on the ladder as she approaches. What? Why yeah. would that ever happen? Mm-hmm. Timing. And he's actually talking to her and still working. Yeah, yeah. Which adds some comedy, mm-hmm. I guess. I, I don't, don't know. But getting back to my point, I I yeah. just thought that Bayona kind of being attached to the movie. One thing that really, like, I just didn't think worked in the first movie, and I also didn't think worked in this one, was just, like, the, the child actor performances I was not a fan of. <laughs> what is it? But, Stevie but, his, child actors, but his other movies, like, the kid performances are great in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, like, in The Impossible, in uh, The Orphanage, in A Monster Calls, like, the kids are always really good. And he's had a lot of com- comparisons to Spielberg yeah. in, in that piece of filmmaking. Mm-hmm. And I just, like, the young girl in this film, I just did not like at all. Um, and I, and I don't know, I just, it was the, that, that element I thought I was going to be improved upon in this movie that it just didn't deliver to me. And I mean, I guess I thought a lot of the marketing kind of made it look a lot darker and, and I'd heard yeah. that it had a horror edge too. And it, and it, and it does, I it guess does. in the last like yeah. 20 minutes, 15 yeah. minutes and all that stuff, 
All that stuff I actually thought was really cool. Like yeah, and the, different. The bedroom stuff on top of the house, like that's wild looking. And that hasn't yeah. been in a Jurassic movie. Yes, yet. and that and yeah, you're right. It's different. It's darker. It's kind of scary. I like I like some of the shots of the what, Indoraptor. I like the Indoraptor. Yeah, I like that I, it was like black with yellow stripes. Yeah. Yeah. I like that it smiled in that one scene. That might be my favorite moment in the whole movie. Is when it showed because that's intelligence, Ronald. Nope. That's you don't like the, you don't like a smile. Nope. Okay, see, I You're want. You're not gonna sell me on these people. Be, these, I these dinosaurs want, being. I want people. dinosaurs smiling and carrying machine guns and jumping out of. I want them to just go full crazy with this. The this only series. time oh I'll, I'll I will really love this if the sequel to this is the dinosaurs that TV show. <laughs> if the sequel to <laughs> it's Jurassic World, yes. So if it's, it's all just, been one big thing yes. connected to dinosaurs. If the next movie is just the dinosaurs, yeah. upright talking. Mm-hmm. Not the mama. Yeah. Yeah. Not the mama. I will watch shit out of that movie. I mean, I think I just am I'm fine with them going crazy with this because they've done movie after movie where they keep going back to the right. island and you're they right. keep wasting these great actors, I think, yeah. in general. In every Jurassic yeah. Park movie, they've had somebody that you're like, wow. Yeah. And you look back and you go, oh, yeah, Vince Vaughn was in one of these. What? William H. Macy was in one of these. <laughs> Vincent D'Onofrio was in one of these. And this one, James Cromwell and Julianne Ray Spall. Moore. Julianne Moore. What? Right. Yeah. So it's like, well, not in this one, I should be no, clear. No, in one of these. But, yeah, um, and I guess now we're at the point where we're getting ready to wrap up this episode, part one of our epic catch-up. So I guess if you want to preserve your spoiler-free existence around Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom... Stop listening now, because I think in order to say a few more things, we kind of have to talk about where this movie leaves us and oh, some yeah, of the yeah. things that happen in the last half. Absolutely. Um, so this movie definitely has the first half that is all about going back to the island and kind of killing the island. Yeah. And I thought there was one really effective scene as they're pulling away from the island. Yes. The scene of the brontosaur or the brachiosaur on the, on the pier. And... And it's the smoke from the volcano because there's been a volcano going yeah. off. The whole premise being the dinosaurs on the island need to be saved or not from a volcano. And there's some people that are brought in to save them. And then they're brought in under false pretenses. And there comes our second half of the movie. But the first half is the, they mark the, the demise of the island with this incredibly moving, I thought, inversion of the scene in the first Jurassic Park where we see a brachiosaur walk across frame and it's the yep. jeep full and it's Laura Dern and 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 uh, Sam Neill and it's them like pushing their glasses off their face and looking up with wonder and this movie has Bryce Dallas Howard killing a moment I thought yeah. where she is emotionally overcome when she sees the the dinosaur on the dock it's it was a visually beautiful way to say this is the end of the island and to remind you of the wonder except it's a totally twisted version of the wonder and it did feel like oh this is a little dark and a little yeah, creepy and I liked that moment um, I, I got a little teared up me too man. it was powerful I, it, it got me and it, I, the camera because, stayed and, on the dinosaur which I've like never and the lighting uh, like, of, the, of everything like, yeah. blowing up like kind of lighting up the different yeah. shadow and then as it as it rears up on its hind legs as the smoke and the ash consumes it that was and, super and sad, also man. what else you get in that scene is the super low tech thing that people know Spielberg does well which is the actor yeah. looking at something that 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 look yeah. the warmth of Bryce Dallas's character whatever she brings to that yeah. that cartoonish role in this movie it all came to bear in that yeah, moment totally agree so great acting moment great filmmaking moment and then the movie settles into the second half which is these people weren't saving the dinosaurs they're auctioning them to yeah. rich people and to me again that feels crazy and fun in a way that if the movie had started with the consortium of rich guys you know, uh, bidding yeah. on dinosaurs, and if somehow our characters got our heroes got brought in in some way, I think the movie could have been more economical with yeah. the way it did that plot. I, I but what this so. movie definitely does with this last half is pivot to the thing we've been thinking they were going to get to since the Lost World, yeah. the first sequel, which is dinosaurs are here. People are going to have to deal with dinosaurs. I don't know. How do you guys feel about that ending? And do you think they needed to take a whole movie to pivot? 
like to kill the island and to set them loose, or do you think they were they were cautious? And do you think one of the reasons why you guys are kind of underwhelmed by this movie is because they didn't just get to that idea and 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 hit it running? Do you think they needed a movie to set that up? The idea that now dinosaurs are in America and people are going to have to deal with them. I like that idea, but it was just executed poorly to me. Just just because, I mean, for law, uh, the first Jurassic World was a neater movie. It was a neater movie in first, second, and third acts. Like, yeah. the transition between the two. Right, right. This felt like... The only thing I could really compare it to, script-wise, was that Will Smith superhero movie. Hancock. Um, Hancock. Hancock. You know the way that Hancock felt kind of fragmented? Yeah. Like, it felt like from the first half of it to the second half, like, what? That movie was, like, torn apart. Yeah. Like, it, like, it yeah. felt yeah. like... I. It was the first time I'd seen a movie in a while that I was like, what? You could, you could, f- you could sense it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What am I watching? Like, it feels like two scripts mm-hmm. that they were just sure. like, this idea was the original thing. This was a different thing. Let's combine these things into one thing. Like, we don't have a lot of confidence in either idea. Right. Let's <laughs> mash them together. It and if it would have stuck to one of those things, I like the idea of poachers and shitty people buying dinosaurs mm-hmm. to... to, to I love that. That's such a cool. That would have been a good movie. Mm-hmm. Or the first one, the first half would have been a good movie. But I would have loved for the movie to end when that dinosaur died. Mm-hmm. So you wanted another movie of island stuff? Or no, you would no, have no. Enjoyed, You're just saying that felt complete. Yeah, when the when the dinosaur fell and they left and they're mm-hmm. like, well, dinosaurs are coming everywhere. <laughs> I mean, they should have kind of been like maybe showing a scene where they're kind of getting loose or something like going out all over the place i like the idea of them coming to the united states it's super cool but the fact that it felt like two things Mm -hmm. that weren't transition well enough together to 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 justify them existing in the same movie i don't like that it's just weird like i i I don't really feel like i have an issue with like what the structure of the movie was Mm. I feel like I like that demarcation area of like this is the island it's gone. Yeah. And this is <laughs> us gone. now taking these what now are almost being looked at as animals, these exotic animals. Right. Yes. To these rich, wealthy people, you know, and like show the the human greed and yeah, how dangerous they, they, that, that is. That's another pivot is that yeah. we've, these have gone from monsters yeah. to 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 animals that we should protect. Yeah, right. exactly. And two dinosaurs that can read and jump out in front of explosions. I don't know. It's just it's just I feel like though when it gets to that point though, it gets really hammy and yeah. like really kind of cheesy. Like yeah. Rafe Spall's character, like the pivot he makes is like so sudden and it, But it's also telegraphed. It's, it, it's like so weak. And, it was sudden and telegraphed. Well, you, know, you know what you know what telegraphed that, that change him turning heel outside of the fact that he's a British guy in a Jurassic Park movie, um, uh, is that when he first comes down the stairs, yeah. did you notice that the score like swelled? Like, yeah. what a nice man. Yeah. Him coming down the stairs. Super weird. And it was like, okay, there's no way that guy stays nice. You know, uh, There's no reason that they would introduce him like smiling and innocent. And I'm in it for the, for the right reasons. Yeah. You know? And they have the back turn thing that they do with a lot of villains. Like He's like, absolutely, I'll take care of it. <laughs> I won't take care yeah, of it. Right. That happened a lot, man. Like, he did that a lot. And I was like, what What am I looking at? What just happened too quick, I think. And yeah. Like, and even when you, you, you see his character and who he really is, I feel like they even tried to, like, play James Cromwell's character. Like, is he involved? Right. You know, Is he, he the know? guy with the dark secret? Yeah, does he know about this? And, like, he's, like, hiding it from his granddaughter. And it's like, what is going on here? To not be the case, mm-hmm. you know? But, like, I don't know. I that just, scene I, was weird where James Cromwell... It, Figures out that Rafe Spall is evil, and he's like, 
go pick up that <laughs> pick up that phone over there and call the police. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, like who's gonna do that? Yeah, if that was me, I'd be like, oh, I dropped the phone. I can't call the police on myself. Yeah. So even if he wasn't gonna smother him with the pillow, it's like who yeah. goes? Hey, you just confessed something horrible to me. Go over there and tell the cops. <laughs> Confess your sins. That's not a plan. Who does that, man? Yeah, James Cromwell. That uh, won't do. Yeah, I don't know. I guess the I big... love that big reference. Sorry, I, I, was, <laughs> I was trying not to laugh at it. It was a good reference. Thank you. I definitely thank you, Ron. I did not hate the movie. I mean, like I, I still thought parts of it were fun. I mean, we we kind of had this thread going where yeah. like we were kind of shitting on it but like and i was like guys i'm sorry i didn't hate it no but i, I also saw it with a 10 year old and i knew that people were saying shit about it yeah. and so what i admired was that it did do something different it was right. for, so for me i'm really glad that they now have this next one teed up to be the different thing that we thought we were going to see all along which might be like suburban streets and you know i think that has some juice just the visuals of it because that's what this is to me now is like <sighs> trading cards brought to life of dinosaurs yeah. running down the street like i don't need the... i don't need a great story i'm not expecting great characters the only thing i hope is that they don't pull a bait and switch like they did with jeff goldblum in the trailer and and have that be a selling point that turns out to be nothing yeah maybe. well you know sam neill is going to be in this third movie there's no doubt right he... i mean it's not it's not announced but there's like it's happening. Well, I mean, bring back anybody. I yeah. like Parker, those actors. Sam Neill, bring them back. I love them. Here's, here's the problem. Because the tone of this ended the way that it is, it's going to be like that Transformers movie with the kids in the middle of the Transformers. You know they're going to have some teenagers, right? And they're going to be in the middle of the world with these dinosaurs. Somebody's going to befriend one dinosaur that's small enough mm -hmm. and obedient and enough. Like, I'm telling you, man, like, it's, it's <laughs> this is, they're Three years from now, that movie's going to be made. It's teenagers in this world, like that Transformers movie that just flopped. Going to be the same thing. Now, Ronald, you didn't like the smiling dinosaur, but just imagine a dinosaur who turns and pulls the sunglasses down. <laughs> and gives you a wink. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bow, bow. That's, what, that's how it's going to end. And that's how this episode ends. <laughs> yeah. We just finished up an episode, guys. Cool. That's part one of our epic catch-up. That was fun, man. Yeah. So should people see Jurassic World real quick? <laughs> I find it hard to believe that anyone who was on the fence about this movie is True. still waiting. But if you were wondering, I don't think... God, you know, we so often are so generous with these movies. I'm going to say, uh... I'm going to say, uh, wait for it. I'm going to say wait for it, too. I'll go with that. I'll say wait for it. Say well. wait for it. Do you know, better next time. Everybody Jurassic has World. a nice home theater now. Yes. This movie will be great on your home it theater. It will be. It'll be a great did, test of the surround sound and, and the 4K and everything. I did like all the callbacks in this movie to like the original Jurassic Park. Yeah. Like I love the last shot like with in the first Jurassic Park when Sam Neill and the kids are driving and you see like the pelicans or the birds flying over the ocean. Yeah. And yeah. in this movie it's like the pterodactyls or whatever flying mm -hmm. over. It's cool shit. Like, like there's a lot of those little things in it and I appreciate that. I liked the shot of the um, the Velociraptor in the desert. Yeah, and you realize there's yeah. that scene in the first yeah. one where he's in the American desert and he's talking about raptors mm. and everything, and yeah. so it's kind of cool that they're back where they started and all that right. shit. I, I yeah, I like that. It's and cool. That's cool. I don't know. Hopefully they can get it going. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd say yeah. Wait for it. Oh, this guy's a wait for it. Yeah, and uh, hopefully the next one is a little better. Maybe. Yeah. Well, it's gonna have teenagers in transformer-like interactions, but we'll see. <laughs> You think the dinosaurs are going to transform into anything? <laughs> like, what was that cartoon when we were kids? Was it like Denver the Last Dinosaur? Or Dino the Last Dinosaur? <laughs> it was Denver the Last Dinosaur. Denver? Denver the, the Last Dinosaur. dinosaur. He's, He's my friend and a whole lot more. That's the end. <laughs> As always, you've made our day. Bye. Thank you for your service, Jerome. Oh.